Okay, we're recording. Uh, Nihal, I don't know. I mean, maybe you've seen it in the in the past message. We're trying to hold up the fingers to reach the total of the office hours that we've got. So taking some coordination right off the start. We're at office hours 11. So can we get, what do we got? Vatsal, you're better at math. We've got two, two, two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. Office hours 11. Uh, this is a session, a little jam session that we get together usually every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but it today is a Thursday. Um, there's a Easter holiday weekend. Everyone's got the day off tomorrow. Oh, was that 10? That was only 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, we're not, we're, you know, we're good at programming and building stuff, but sometimes math falls through. Uh, we'll, uh, I will not Photoshop another finger in, but um, we hit 11 in our mind, and that's really what matters. So uh, office okay. hours 11. Um, we, one thing we've noticed, Vatsal brought this up, is that we don't really do, uh, we sometimes just hop right into uh, conversations. And uh, in this case, we actually have a, a fully new person in this conversation, which is wonderful. Um, and so maybe, like, let's go real quick. Tim, I'm looking at you. Uh, you know, a, a quick introduction of who you are. Um, and I guess the role at, at Speak AI. So uh, I'll just start quickly to set the precedent. I'm Tyler Bryden, one of the original creators of Speak AI. And uh, really, I used to be a one-man marketing show, as well as doing some product uh, management. Uh, we now have someone helping us in product management, and then also someone helping us in marketing here. So very exciting time for me, as some of these things that were all under my plate are starting to diversify and have great people actually do those roles. That's all I got to say. So Nihal, I'm going to put you on the spot. Number two, say hello, a little intro, what you're thinking on your side. Um, hey, I'm, I'm Nihal, uh, the new marketer, strategist, you know, whatever you want to call me. Um, uh, it, it, it's exciting to be a part of the Speak team, Speak family. Uh, you know, everyone here is super intelligent. Uh, great, great conversations have already happened in my, I don't know, one week of being integrated into this team. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to see what, how we can make, you know, the speak, speak, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so excited for that and excited to work with, uh, everyone here and also, you know, meet, meet people in the voice tech community, uh, meet people in this space and kind of just grow our, our branding as well. Beautiful. Timothy. Wonderful. Um, very much excited to, to, um, to have Nihal now in our team. Uh, Timothy Fawson, um, I'm a software developer here at Speak AI and we're making Speak Speak. And um, we're looking out into the future and hoping to uh, bring some of that into reality. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very short and brief, but um, over to Vatsal. Great job, Tim. Okay. Perfect, Timothy. Uh, welcome to Nihal, to Speak AI family. It's really excited to have you uh, on the first uh, office hour with you. Uh, and my name is Vatsal Sain, I'm CTO at Speak AI. And uh, my role here uh, from December 2018 is to uh, build, <laughs> uh, develop, test, deploy uh, all the roles, all the software engineering roles uh, uh, from day one. So I'm very excited to, to have and, and see the future of Speak AI. Lauren. Lauren. Hey, I'm Lauren. Uh, I do accounting and miscellaneous work here. Lots of fun stuff. Started back in May 2019. And very excited to have Nahal here. He's very, uh, very smart and very well. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well spoken, unlike yeah. me. 
That's not true, Lauren. Don't say that about yourself. Right. We, we are missing one wonderful person who has uh, joined us in, in a smaller capacity, but we're very excited about, which is Leon, uh, who brings years of UX research experience to our team and has been putting us through the gauntlet of questions this week. I think everyone on the team, yes. I think Nihal, you're the only one left who has to go through his questions. What he, you know, what I love beautifully, what he did, I guess not to spoil his process or anything, but I'm pro to, is the, the Simon Sinek you know, why, how, what, and, you know, really, um, him asking a series of questions about product design and how you think about that, and then guiding you towards the end of this little interactive moment where you're starting to think of why are we building speak? Uh, you know, how are we doing it and, and what is it? And that's a very powerful exercise. And no matter how many times you revisit, you can always, you know, have this core mission at the start. And I think that's really powerful when you do it, but as you get more information, things, you know, things change, you're always going to have this drive, but um, very interesting activity. I said earlier today, my eyes were closed for about 35 minutes of the 45 minutes, which means that my brain <laughs> was working very hard and it was a lot harder than I thought. So maybe just quickly our, uh, a reflection on that activity from anyone who's actually done it yet. Any, any thoughts? I would imagine, by the way, wouldn't he not join us? Um... He'll join us for an office hour. It's not coming here today, but he will, I'm sure okay. he'll get to join us in the future and probably with some pretty good insights and uh, talk about an eloquent speaker. That's uh, a great person to be able to just listen to. With the interview, um, I just had an interview yesterday and probably uh, and Tyler also had it. Um, where we've, we've, well, I can probably speak for everyone here. It was a very insightful, uh, he had very insightful questions to ask us and with his experience of UI UX, Beforehand, it seems like he's he's going to be driving Speaky into the right direction, as our uh, as a I would say PM product manager, he would be um, he is already a great asset, and uh, it's been only a pleasure to um, uh, have deviated from the uh, from the main course of, of thought with him on uh, talking about sustainability and um, and um, just almost everything. Great person, uh, great, great skill. Lauren, you're off yeah. mute there. Anything to say? Tyler, you were quite on mute. Sorry. Sorry. I was just Lauren's off mute. So it looked like he had maybe something to say. I think he went through the interview. Oh, sure. Yeah. I went through the interview. It was pretty cool. It was a fun little exercise at the end to talk about, uh, uh, the thought of like the, the soul of the brand and all this, uh, how that uh, relates to like the body of the actual, you know, product that we're delivering here. So uh, it was pretty good. I wish it was longer to be honest, um, but I guess we all have to make the most of the uh, the time that's there. Uh, yeah, really excited to see what he does after that. It was mostly just like an interview process. It was just lots, yeah. of, lots of, a lot of, uh, a lot of questions. And uh, yeah, I was hoping that you would talk more than I would. <laughs> <laughs> That is like he, he started into the, I'm not going to talk about the process, but like one of the activity was a very insightful where we, uh, we already have and you'd all talk about the, the process. Uh, but the one thing I also find insightful is like when you work in a team, the definition varies a lot. So for example, success means to the marketing team, with engineering team to the accounting team varies a lot. And what is that middle ground looks like, right? And uh, I mean, that is still, I mean, that is nothing wrong to have the, the different definitions that can be of anything, you know, what terms of what is the product looks like because because the user, what we see at Speak AI, the market, we also 
is very from many different segments that can be the API business or that can be the, the front end user end to end business of the subscription. So, I mean, yes, the, the questions are of course very insightful, but I'm more interested about the inside or the, the output of the whole process. I, I talk also into the into the one of the call, but uh, I'm watching the a, a series called Dr. Bull. And the reason behind that, what he do is like, he basically do the, the science trial, the trial behind the human psychology and combining with the science is like how we talk, how we behave, the language, the emotions, the sentiment, it's pretty insightful with the science and technology and, uh, and, and, and this lens to look at and come up with some output, it's very in, interesting. So that is that the, the whole practice was uh, very insightful. Beautiful. Yeah, and a very active listener. You could see the intensity on at least for me. I was like looking at Leon's face of how intensely he was listening. So uh, a process in my ideal world, we actually record those, and he actually uh, synthesizes that information with speak. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's got his own process, and I will make sure that we uh, adhere to that. I also want to take a second. So that was Leon, who is is helping us out a lot and has already made an impact. And uh, but I also want to take a moment to welcome uh, Nihal, uh, who's joining the team uh, again. A, a role that is much needed. Uh, very exciting. We focused a lot on the development of Speak and very technology driven, innovation driven company, but. Sometimes that disconnects us um, from some of the, the customers that we're talking to, prospective customers, and then actually separates it from the strategy that we have to, for example, take a feature or solution and then actually deploy it live and then amplify it and get the reach and the users and the testing that we actually want. So not to put too much pressure on Nihal, but I like that he calls himself a performance marketer. And I think he's got a really good technological understanding and then also a foundational product that if done right, that should be not easy to market, but um, you know, has the impact to help change a lot of people's lives. And um, I think we can have some success here and we're already working on that. So, you know, maybe I don't know if you have just a, a you know, what I'd love to maybe again, revisit, you know, you did a little intro already, but maybe talk a little bit about some of the past experience, whether it's the PR, the last firm that you worked for, and then how that's maybe informing uh, your, you know, your entrance into speak. And then I'd also say, yeah, even just first thoughts, this is a very public forum. Like what are, what are, what, what do we need to improve here at speak that we'd love to, to communicate, uh, here? Yeah. That'd be wonderful. Well, um, I guess my background's a bit all over the place. Cause, um, like we've discussed previously, you know, kind of started my, uh, journey in education through like my nutrition degree. Um, you know, had had the grand vision of one day becoming a doctor, you know, every, every uh, parent's dream. <laughs> um, but, but then over time, I kind of decided that my, my passions kind of lay more in the communication and, and uh, you know, taking concept, uh, complex topics and simplifying it for the, uh, for a general audience, um, which kind of led me down the path to, uh, PR, public, like corporate communications and public relations, um, which I did at Seneca. Uh, and once again, ha had a stint at an agency. Um, people there were great, really smart, but the um, the goals just didn't really align with what I wanted to do. Um, and past that point, you, you know, I, I'd kind of hit a crossroads in my life where I'm like, what what is a field that is quite scalable from like a professional and personal perspective where I could, you know, take this skill set anywhere really in the world 
and potentially apply it. And, you know, that kind of led me towards digital marketing um, and content creation, that sort of thing. So ended up working for about a year and uh, 16 months, 15, 16 months at a car dealership group in uh, Ontario. Uh, helped them with uh, you know, everything from like SEO to uh, some performance marketing, some advertising, uh, and uh, a lot of account management as well, you know, working with the different dealerships, different brands, and trying to bring their visions to life. Um, and yeah, I mean, o- over time, you know, I- I'd always wanted to try my hand at the tech scene and uh, get involved, uh, you know, in tech as, <laughs> as a very <laughs> general term. And, you know, I-, I just happened to come across your, your posting. Um, the team... That small team energy, small team vibes is, is definitely something that I think I've been craving for a while because, you know, once again, just from our short time together, uh, it's, it's been very engaged, um, very much about a unified vision and, you know, doing whatever we can as a team to achieve that unified vision, um, which, which is fantastic. And, uh, you know, it really excites me for what we can all achieve together. Um, sorry, and what was the other parts of I guess, uh, so the last? Oh, like bit, what can what yeah, can, just do you have a moment to, to sit and roast, <laughs> roast speak, uh, coming in with a good marketing experience and seeing yeah. everything that's what what are we doing wrong? Tell us, tell us what you're gonna <laughs> attack first. <laughs> well, um, so, so one thing we're I know, for instance, one thing we're trying to work on is building a foothold for ourselves uh, within the industry, within the space, um, and you know, seeing how we provide value to customers um, in a way that you know, our competitors or other platforms aren't quite providing. Um, and, and, you know, like we discussed this as well, but what you said really resonated with me where it's like, you know, it, it's not about just getting every and all uh, the customers we can get, right? At the end of the day, it's about making sure that our customers find the product that's right for them. And sometimes even if that involves us being like, you know, sorry, like we're not really the best fit for you, but here are some alternatives, right? Like I, I really like that approach. Um, one thing I know we discussed during our uh, team retreat was um, the implementation of like better documentation um, to kind of help with the general onboarding process, uh, e- even for people not with specific to different departments, because especially being in marketing and, you know, trying to amplify the great work that, you know, our engineering team is doing, um, or other stories that might come uh, through speak, I, I think we kind of need uh, better documentation that, that can be potentially converted into content, for instance, right? So um, like I know today we were talking about guides as well, right? So maybe there's something that comes out from Tim and Wetzel that ends up being, you know, like a thought leadership piece that we can uh, also use to A, amplify their personal brands but also amplify the speak brand as a whole, right? Like we, we hire great, you know, we hire smart people and these smart people can help you solve the problems you have. Um, and a, f- a final one I think is just general, like, and that's, that's why Leon's here. <laughs> like um, some, some elements of like UX and UI. And uh, I, I believe even within the product itself, just a, a slightly more fleshed out uh, onboarding process yeah. that that kind of helps people understand better what what we're trying to do for them 
Beautiful. So, yeah. No, hey, you didn't even roast us too much. I appreciate that. <laughs> I saw, yeah. you know, a couple of things. One thing you talked about, you said you saw an Instagram ad that, you know, just was like lacking content. It still hurts my soul to know that that's just out there floating somewhere. And then today, as I was sort of perusing through content on the site, like that's why I saw a page about Zapier. Zapier. Out of still, just still confused about the, the, the actual pronunciation, but it's still, it says it's coming soon. I'm like, this is not coming soon. This has been live. So there's things that as you're, you know, especially as you're managing clients, marketing, all this stuff at once that fall through the cracks and starting to, again, always about in talking about prioritizing the efforts, but um, f- making sure that things like that don't fall through the cracks and that there's a little bit more of a standard operating procedure around it. And we've got uh, another perspective coming in and saying, come on, Tyler, come on. You know, that, that, that's really exciting. I'll just add two other parts, maybe actually only one apart, but I love one of the things that really stuck out when we met was you talking about taking complex topics and distilling them down um, into what can be accessible. And some of the stuff that we're doing is, is relatively complex. Some of it has been very complex for me and we're lucky to have, you know, people like Batsel and Tim who understand the technical inner workings of these systems, but not everyone does. And so there's the idea of, what we've talked about is also democratizing technology for people. And that's both in the function of Speak AI, which is, you know, you can, without knowing how to code or use APIs or crazy technical solutions, you can actually get access to artificial intelligence that the biggest companies, the biggest tech, um, you know, uh, teams and developers are actually using. But then it's also democratizing the understanding of it. And by helping inform people and educate people on what we're doing, why it's important, how the system works, and actually removing some of the black box, it really does put us in a, an amazing position of, of trust. Uh, and, and that's something that we look forward to a lot. I'm excited to have a, a talented writer who can take these complex subjects and actually distill it down. Um, so welcome, Michal. We're happy to have you here. Right? It's uh, very, very grateful to, to have you here. You mentioned um, nicely, just allows our segue to come through was um, we did a team retreat and get together on the weekend. And this is, uh, I actually really like this. This was a Tim, he said, you know, let's do this every quarter because we did an end of year get together last at the end of, end of last year. And he said, let's continue to do this every quarter. And it just brings, you know, as we all are remote right now, we're all digital. It brings us back together, allows us to connect in a different way. And I really enjoyed that time with all of you and to have Nihal and Leon there uh, it felt like our, our team had uh, multiplied very many times over, even though it's only two people. But when you're small and it's been such a tight family for a while, that's a, a big addition. Um, so any thoughts, I guess, right off the top from anyone here uh, about the retreat, about the get together? Uh, and then we can also start to talk a little bit maybe about the OKRs and, you know, looking back at the last quarter, but then also looking forward to the next quarter. Sure. I'll jump in. Okay. Uh, and it's like, I don't want to complain about or, or, you know, it's like talk about how everything is working from home, but even to see people under the same roof has like sort of a different energy. I felt after almost a year or more than a year, right? Last time we were at DMZ was around in the February and, and, and like meeting people uh, under the same roof have always been a different energy. And, and, the, and, and it's like, the discussion we have, we, we go through uh, many different sort of equations from uh, building a brand or engineering development or the marketing. And, uh, and also I would, I would appreciate Nihal uh, and Leon, both of them to asking the great questions uh, related to, to understand about what we do, how we do and why we do that's more important. And 
yeah, these are the thoughts top of my mind when I was yeah. alive. I remember, I remember after Nihal and Leon left, we hung out and just did some fun stuff after, played some cards and stuff. But like, I, I was like, my mind is tired. Yeah. I felt like I, I had pushed the limit from all the great questions that Nihal and, and then Leon had actually asked us. And uh, again, very intense work that now it is, you know, more execution time, um, which is uh, exciting. So um, yeah, anything else, Tim, anything you're thinking? Um, I've... Uh... Yeah, that was a that was a great time last Christmas, and it, that really moved us for uh, to actually do that again this quarter. And um, for sure, I can't I can't I can't agree more with that. The vibe that we generate, all of us together, is is something that it's it's memorable. It's a beautiful time together, and we've uh, uh, maybe this is uh, uh, showing off. But we had you know generated a couple of crazy ideas and and maybe even maybe even considered boot camping on some issue to hack it together but that's um i hope that it'll come along next next uh or it'll come along on, on outside of okr meetings but but um it's the place where you go out of your way with all the people around you because they are also doing the same and that's uh, that's the general just energy of creation uh, I, I should say um yeah also the the uh, french toasts that tyler made are <laughs> they are delicious i, I can it's a, that's something good memory i'm still doing i'm still doing push-ups i saw lauren like i said lauren do you want some french toast he said yeah four four pieces I'm like lauren are you gonna be okay i don't I know it was so good. More any thoughts from the uh, OKR session? Oh, it was lots of fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm definitely down for doing this uh, quarterly. It's uh, especially like next time around, we should probably be a bit more focused on nature. The last two have been uh, too cold, I guess, to really uh, go uh, excursioning in the uh, in nature. So yeah, my birthday's actually end of next quarter too. So you guys can get me gifts. That's all you need to That's say, buddy. All yeah, you yeah. need to say. <laughs> okay. okay, I'll be there. And I'll just add quickly that that was, I think, a great element that we did. We did a little review on screen on Sunday after because Tim and Lauren stayed over, but with the actual main get together, we didn't use screens at all. So much more just organic conversation, yes. um, you know, blanket on the floor. Love it. Love that stuff, you know. Uh, um, and so that part was great. Later, we broke out the projector and all the other good stuff. But, uh, you know, that was that was a ton of fun. And look, for, I love that that element that we just decided that that wasn't necessary and i even said to later that's on the night i was like i don't know where my phone is right now <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know for four hours and also say shout out i love to spotify for accompanying us with beautiful music throughout the entire time just 1 p.m all the way through didn't need the phone didn't need to monitor anything like that that was wonderful so nihal you came in uh, you know pretty i, I hate using the word raw <laughs> But just came in right away into, you know, a pretty intense planning session, both uh, in person and then also on Tuesday here with which OKRs, which really are almost like things that force you to have to look at yourself and any of your goals. And, you know, we've always experienced that of like putting something on the board and then being like, 
no, that you know that's that's a that, I shouldn't say bullshit, but that's bullshit. Tyler and Lauren, or whatever it is, like you didn't structure that right. It doesn't fit in a template. So, just any thoughts about the process, the difficulty of it, any other things that as you reflect back on the weekend and then the planning of this actual quarter here. Um. So I think the number one thing from the OKR session that was uh, that was interesting to see because I've never worked with a system like that before. Um, it's it's very very much been, um, you know, you'd have your strategy meetings, but they never actually had any defined um, outcomes, uh, defined goals uh, from any of the strategy meetings that I've had in the past. So it was interesting to see how uh, everyone kind of came to their own conclusions of what was important, and then seeing how as a team, you know, with some friction, like it, it came to. Um, uh, consensus on what's the what, what would be the important things for us to focus on for the next quarter and and beyond right depending because for instance some of the okrs that we'd set um I, I know for instance even though they're quarterly goals like some of them were pretty much almost there at the start of the quarter right so taking a look at that keeping them in there but then you know being open to the idea of potentially revising them if the need need comes up um it, it, for, for instance, I really appreciated, and I'm, I'm guessing it, it was Vatsol by any chance the uh, main proponent of using OKRs. Yes. With, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like it, it kind of showed uh, in that meeting, for instance, where he, he was really good at telling us, you know, like, it, it's, it's great that you put this down, but then like, you know, what's the why, like, what's the what, what's, what's like the desired outcome? And you know, I, I think that really helped us uh, zone in on what what we're actually trying to achieve. Because sometimes it's easy to uh, end up with really lofty goals, lofty goals that don't really have a predetermined uh, desired outcome. And I think Vassal really did a good job of bringing us around to being like, okay, like you want to improve this, but by how much, right? Um, how, what does that look like? How do we get there? And uh, I, I, I think that was great. Um, it's, it was really exciting to see all the moving parts we have uh, going on and all the things, you know, on the side of like funding, contracts, um, all the parts of a small business, a small, medium uh, sized business that I otherwise wouldn't see, right? Like the second you go into like a larger enterprise, you're pretty much like there's this the ceiling, right? Um, where your knowledge of what's going on is very limited. Uh, until you obviously get to a certain level in the hierarchy. Um, and, and it was really nice to kind of see the democratic way that um, we uh, approached approached issues that we we all de determined were important. Uh, so yeah, man, overall, it was, it was definitely a cool experience. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see how we how our OKRs look by the uh, you know, end of this quarter. That's it. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's a very, and Vatsal was uh, the, I remember Vatsal when he first mentioned that to me, looked at, I got measure what matters the book, but John Dewar devoured the audio book. I should say the book, the audio book. Uh, and you know, what was something that was very um, made very apparent and that was how difficult it is to implement OKRs, even from like the top performing organizations in the world and how they would have to come back and revisit 
months and years to try to actually get it right. And yeah, I think even in the interview you saw sort of, or in that one call, it's like some tension of doing it. It's like, does this work? And it's like, it does work. <laughs> it's like that, you know, the part that we actually force each other to do it, does it. And it, you know, also not to get to the woo woo part, but there's this idea of just like manifestation, which is just put it down, have aspirational goals. But if you define the timeline, if you define what you're actually achieving, it builds it into your your brain, it builds it into your actions and you, you move in that direction with everything you do. So it's this beautiful process uh, in that regards. Yeah, I agree, I agree. And, and it's like, I, I won't take the credit, but because uh, I was in the previous, that was the part-time job, but uh, it was software engineering job, but they, they give it the, as a Christmas gift for this book. And uh, that was very interesting. And it's like, I, I go through the chapter and I was, that's a time I'm tired of uh, around the December time, uh, mid of the December. So, but it, it helped me a lot. Even if I talk about uh, my personal self, like I use it's whatmatters.com and uh, they have the same structure from the same author is like they build the platform to manage the whole OKR. And also it's like how, it's like too objective. I'm not going to take much time, but it's more about when you set the objective, that is more about what is that objective looks like. And when you set the key result, it's more about how. And uh, if you miss the quantity or or the quality, one of the thing, then the then the OKR is not set properly uh, in terms of yes, you will you will get things done, uh, but there are two ways. So once we once you see the some constraints or some things are not working, then you will go back and see why those things are not working. So that help. Uh, a lot and also also Tyler, you might be agree that, but we also learn and change the structure, the way we want to accomplish the goals a lot, even through the same practice. The base is always be the OKR, but we we change, we assign a person who is responsible for that. We assign the deadlines, we assign the checklist to make sure that we don't miss anything that can be on any department from any department. So yeah, we trade a lot through the process in last almost two years now. Anything else to add before we move on? Any other thoughts? No, I'm pretty happy. Just like looking back on uh, the OKRs that we finished up with like this one and like looking back like last quarter and like even like last year's OKRs, it was just a huge mess. And uh, I'm really happy with how <laughs> organized and how like comfortable everybody's getting with OKRs now. And uh, yeah, let's keep at it. Yeah, That's awesome. yeah. Uh, I, I've said this in our own group, but just there was when we first got to the DMZ, the person who was our guide, um, you know, helped us plan our first OKRs. And it's like every entrepreneur, every company comes in here, I see them do their first OKRs, and they will put 50 things, and they think they're just going to do it all. And then they get to the end of the quarter, and they're like, oh, my God, and just and that's what we experienced that first one, which is the sea of red. It was like, oh, this hurts to look at. And now we've gotten much better. Like, now if you look at, I think even comparative, like how long those actual, like how many tasks or key results were in there, and now how it's been distilled down, there's still some length and stuff, and it's still aspirational, but it's much more focused, much more prioritized. And just the idea of like, 
at one point in my life, there was a part where I would like, you know, focus on how much I was working and how that was like, oh, that means you're, you're, you know, you're, you're giving it all. But as you, as you start to get deeper into life and work, you start to say, if I'm working this much too, like, that means I'm not actually doing things right. It means I'm not actually prioritizing things right. So you start to reframe as you get deeper into work, <clears throat> what is actually truly successful. And that's how I want to look at all of this. Of course, we put the hustle and grind in. And I know Vatsal, Tim, Lauren, like we, we've all, like we've done a lot of long weeks and a lot of long days, but at, at, at some point you start to get better at what you're doing. And that's the goal here with what we choose to put in the OKRs that make the big impact and also what we choose every day in the work um, that we're actually doing. So um, yeah, just just to add on last thing, Tyler, uh, before we move on, uh, it's like, okay, what one or two things we improve this while building this OKR. So, so like this time we added the percentage on the engineering OKRs. It's like, okay, we have this many resources, this we have this many hours uh, to fulfill these objectives, which is very clear. And that helped us a lot to make sure that we are, I mean, all the features are always be the impactful, but the always be the challenge is the prioritization about those features. It's not a thing is like, oh, can we do this or that? It's more about when do we want to prioritize the feature? And and uh, we go through the OKRs. And if you remember, we now have like the, the segment slash sort of a, the, uh, the weightage on on the features is like what is more important with respect to the business on the engineering side. So that is the that is a sort of a new trial. We'll see how does that impact throughout the three months and we'll improve the next OK and we'll talk about that. But yes, that is a one thing I just want to uh, yeah give a try. How, how does that impact on day to day uh, for the next quarter? Yeah. And in general, I think, you know, we're not definitely not experts on OKRs, but we spent a lot of time thinking about it. And the other way we've added is um, ICE, impact, confidence, and ease, the ability to then yes. prioritize tasks within those key results, especially as new things emerge partway through quarters or, you know, new engagements comes up and you need to figure out what's, what was the, what's going to have the biggest impact here. And then also assigning a lead to that um, so that at the end of the quarter, when we're, you know, keeping each other accountable, there's not uh, in a moment of, I don't know who is, everyone was doing this. So who, no one, no one screwed up or no one was successful. It makes it really clear who was responsible for overseeing that and bringing that to, uh, to a successful completion. So that uh, that's been helpful for us as both, you think like Lorna always said to me one day, too many frameworks, Tyler, but the OKR framework and then the uh, ICE has been very helpful. Um, I'm going to share what one part that I want to talk about here uh, there's two things. Uh, actually, I won't spoil the one. The first thing, just because it's up on the screen right now, though, is Tim, some of the work that you've done around the embeddable player. And I'm going to do a screen share and we can walk around a couple of the updates here. Um, and then I've got an embeddable uh, custom landing page as a, as a sample. So maybe as I'm just getting that ready to share on the screen, if you have any thoughts or Vatsal, who've actually worked on this and then the impact of why, why we put so much work into this uh, embeddable player. Timothy. Right. Well, it's a very, <clears throat> put me on spot here, but I'm thinking the, the outcome that we've um, attempted to, well, rather we will see if we've, if we've achieved all or not, was to enable users, everyone who's watching and everyone who uses the platform to, um, to share the media in the most customizable manner possible. And, you know, things that, you might want to see on your embeddable player, such as title description, most of people would want to 
um, some wouldn't. We have we had had uh, weird questions to uh, disable indexing of mid-level players. We had um, we had several um, um, we had some good feedback on um, on how sentiment is supposed to is 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 a large asset would be as as a sentiment would be a large asset to these embeddable players um and lastly i would say that something that comes from just the process of development and which i'm um i would attribute a lot to vatsal's uh um um imperative opinions about how to lead the development process we've iterated on transcript two and we've merged a couple of ideas from other products into this transcript so it became a bit better and um that's a little overview of what was done to it um tyler you'd be you'd be maybe more precise about what are the exact use case use cases that's good Perfect, Timothy. I'll just add meanwhile, you said a screen tower. Uh, but all this feedback and the new changes we had done, it's everything are from our users. I mean, initially when we created the embed, uh, a couple of things as like what we believe is like why that is important. But now these all these new changes are on the request from all of our users. So that's that's a great sign about uh, because they will see from their own request that these new changes are deployed live and they are gonna use it. And to just give a little brief about what are those changes are, uh, it's like the whole new, uh, when you share your audio and video, that's a whole new uh, experience through the platform uh, to decide or uh, make a decisions like what do you want to share? So, yeah. Yeah. So this is, uh, I guess we'll just talk quickly about, I mean, some of this stuff is a little bit more technical, but is, is really interesting in the regards, which is um, one of the ones that Tim talked about is the idea of SEO indexing. So this is like what we had was some, some companies and organizations and customers who actually wanted to make content public, but only to people who had actually signed up or registered for, for example, their website or course or things like that. So then there was a lot of other video sort of analysis, video hosting or management solutions. It, it sort of had like password protect, protected or sort of public. And then we, those were the only two options we had. But what we did was add this SEO indexing part, which is if I uncheck this now, it, it allows me to post this publicly so it's not password protected, but it's not gonna get indexed by search engines, which, um, you know, for someone doing, um, you know, a private course that's valuable that they've already put uh, password in, you don't wanna make them redo passwords, but you don't want it to start showing up on search engines because it's valuable to the actual organization. The other parts that we were managing there were like, how do we better allow people to select what insights to display. And so in this case, we display, you know, as, as insights get more and more populated, you know, we start to add more custom categories or more default categories. It allows you to define what you actually want to display. And then lastly, the idea is like call to action buttons and then actually managing background images and logos and things. So, you know, this is just a, a sample video and I know it's quite green, so I apologize on that. But the idea at the core level was like, how can we give people, how can we give people to 
uh, interact with media the way that they want to find the information that they need and jump to those exact moments without wasting time. There's so much media is created, so much is generated every day. And we've had multiple people say, you know, even as an employee in a company, we are told that we're supposed to watch this video or listen to this podcast or whatever it is. And we see this opportunity to reduce that weight or that lift um, by actually building out the technology like this, transcribing, analyzing, and then building out some custom categories. And I'll just give one example here. Working with a very uh, multi-talented and diverse team that's having a lot of calls. But what's been very fascinating is we can print a custom category, which is team members of that team. And now anytime that that team member is mentioned, it actually shows specifically in an insight category and they can see every time their name is mentioned. So not only does it allow the end user to then navigate to the parts that are relevant to them, it actually, if you know that that mechanism in place as a user, you can start to use what you're saying as a, a control mechanism. So now I can say, uh, uh, you know, June, June is the girl's name. I don't know why I said June. I could, that could have, that could have been confusing. Um, but June, and at, once you say that, you know that that's going to be an instance put within the speak embeddable player that then June will be able to know that is relevant to her. So there's natural flow of conversation that emerges, but then there's also direct, um, you know, direct ability to actually make that actually happen by saying what you're saying. And then some of the stuff that we've seen before is the clicking and navigating around. We have some still some things to, uh, to, to, to clean up here, <laughs> but we're starting to give people the ability to actually now engage with media in different ways through, through visualizations. And even the layer that we've added as, as well is the sentiment analysis piece. So still, you know, more work on all of this and still deploying and debugging and, and making things, but very excited to start to give people in a very democratized way access to uh, media that uses some of the most advanced technology, um, but give it and present it in a way that's interactive, that's engaging and actually helps you navigate through media. So anyone have anything to add to that before I stop this screen share? Just last thing, we added a more meta tags for mm. the people who are interesting into the SEO uh, uh, setting. So that is very interesting. So now even if you share on the Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, any website. So now you can have more specific player as a video player uh, with the title description and from whose from from whose account uh, this video is said. So it's like to help uh, this player also on the indexing side, but more meta details for the end user. So that is very very interesting. Uh, we just had done in this new update. That was a lot of work. And very, yes. very, very nice to actually see come together. Like there's a lot of people sharing media, sharing content across the web that's not necessarily displayed in a way that's engaging or interactive or personalized. And so that's been a big jump with this update that I think has been uh, exciting for us all. So, um, and yeah, as you talked about huge SEO ranking accessibility benefits to that. So lots of great things coming together there. Tim, any last thing as uh, you know, some of the engineering behind that or any other thoughts that you have on this before we move to the last topic for today? Nope. I wouldn't say. The, the only part that I'm still curious about is the branding part and how would we sort of, we want analytics about how users share these links and how do they interact with these embeddable players? Because as soon as we do know, we'd be able to, uh, we'd be able to develop the uh, ability to share particular insights, particular pieces of information that you found in that embeddable player. So um, 
my prompt here is let us know which social networks you use and where do you share these embeddable players? I like it, Tim. Okay. I, um, I'll add then, you know, that we'll group that and we're going to come revisit this because the embeddable player becomes a core element of what, you know, what we see as a successful driver for speak moving forward. So we're continue to work on that. And I'll just add like one of the things that we've seen has been this idea to automatically, for example, grab valuable content and then make it more accessible. So one of the you know mechanisms we're using is something like Google Trends to see rises in speeches that are now popular that people are searching for. We can put that content into Speak, make that do that analysis, transcribe it, make it more engaging and accessible, and then post it and actually see um, those searches lead to people finding content that is you know very engaging and then interactive for them. So. I'll end, end on that piece there. The last thing that I wanted to talk about today, um, unless anyone else has anything else, is this Google Chrome extension, um, which is a very exciting um, piece for us here at Speak AI. I, that's why I saw it somewhere uh, the other day. Uh, okay, so our first OKRs, one of the first OKRs that we ever did had a Google Chrome extension in it. Um, and so that would have been like 2019, maybe the start. And here we are in 2021 and it comes to fruition. So like those are the timelines for things. Sometimes it maybe takes a little bit longer, but as you prioritize and things happen, you know, these things that we know we always wanted to do, do get accomplished. And that's been a beautiful part about working with Speak AI here and, and doing this. Um, I know that anything gets put into a Trello or gets into an OKR will eventually be accomplished. <laughs> and uh, I love that. So Vato, I mean, you've helped engineer a lot of the Google Chrome extension. I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts right off, off the top. And of course we had the wonderful contribution of Debarsh uh, who helped with this. So just any thoughts on the Google Chrome extension then maybe, you know, for the last couple of minutes here, we can talk about why we built this and what the use cases are and what we actually see as the value for the people who are using um, the system. Right. So, so we started the Chrome extension basically the last month and we released the, the first version in around 10 to 15 days, I would say. That was a two-week sprint and uh, we released the first version pretty raw uh, and uh, give all the credits to Devers on the engineering side to build and quickly understand and digest the concept about that and uh, give the first raw uh, working MVP model and always the, the fundamental and the principle uh, we follow on the engineering side is like, let's get things quickly into the market or maybe the first version for the MVP. So even the team or, you know, the early beta user can test the application and we can have more feedbacks. So, so we just released yesterday the final uh, version 1.0.04 is released on the, on the, on the, on the web Chrome web store. So the, the couple of use cases started, you said a LinkedIn post and also an article about the use cases to find, or so basically the, what Chrome extension do, that's a question. Uh, it's like why, and the second question is why do we need the Chrome extension? So first thing, what does it do is, there is it, you can use into the two ways. Either you can right click on any website, select the text and uh, and it will just import and automatically analyze uh, uh, on speak text notes. And that is a beautiful notification where you can click and it will uh, redirect you right into the speak notes. So that's a one piece. And the second piece is like, oh, if you have, if you want to analyze the whole blog or if you want to analyze your competitor's blog or if you want to just save the information for 
your learning. So it's just one click with the fetch entire page and it will fetch the whole page as HTML and also the raw text uh, to go through to display the page and also find the raw insight behind it behind the page. So those are the two things what Chrome extension do. And here is a quick Right, so right click on, on that. So Tyler is setting a, a screen setting here and uh, he just he just went to the LinkedIn. Uh, right click, select a text and here is the, all the insights ready to go. Uh, and you can see all the people name, the full sentiment, cool, Ooh, 100%, perfect. And no negative words are mentioned in the full post. And that's, I think, I think there are many algorithms LinkedIn also run uh, to, you know, rank the post. So that is one of the, also the, the concept I use. So for example, if I'm setting on LinkedIn, I go to the speak notes, make sure there is no negative words mentioned. If that's not necessary and uh, make sure the sentiment is positive and, and help a lot to even rank on the, on the LinkedIn. I don't know if that match with the algorithms uh, behind that engine, but, uh, <laughs> Sometimes technically it makes so much sense uh, why one of your post is trending. So it's like the how I, I got the notification for one of the post is like your post is trending. So react on this post, right? So there are many other reasons and Tara, you can do uh, more other insights. Well, just, I mean, just like interestingly enough, like, you know, some of these things have, you know, you can see the amount of happiness. So that's good. You know, you can see the level of happiness. It's part, part of the focus on past and then part of the focus on future. And again, like just the idea of just clicking and highlighting those things. And then also seeing names and seeing, you know, past firm, like it really becomes, now this is a short, short amount of text. And so there's not a lot of, you know, navigation that's actually happening here. But at the same time, you can see how much, this is like what still astounds me today, which is how much information is in language. How many insights are actually possible here and what, you know, what is actually coming. And I'll give you a prompt as a marketer, only, uh, you know, one puffery, uh, which, <laughs> which we've talked about. We'll see, uh, you know, like in last, uh, you know, I've had a couple of talks ago where we talked about who's the most bigger, biggest user of puffery on the team. And at the, <laughs> there was a core agreement that it was me. Uh, I don't, I haven't heard it from you as much, but, um, we'll see, uh, as the, as the language emerges, but I mean that, that alone, just to, I'll just give a little like insight is I'm, I'm planning to meet with someone. What I'll generally do is actually head to their LinkedIn profile. Take a look at the summary. This is a way that someone has like self-described themselves. This is really important in, in their view and then how they actually want other people to view them. And to just be able to import that, get a quick snapshot and then highlight some things that can be a very, um, you know, very valuable tool and something I'm excited to actually use. And you can see how quick that was. Always very nervous to do a live demo, especially as we're just deploying changes, but that was seamless as possible and excited for other people to have that experience the other part that we found is we shared that out. We have some people who are going to be testing the Chrome extension, but it took a lot of what we've been doing and that was sometimes abstract and made it much more concrete for people of, wow, oh, I could analyze this. I could analyze a social media post. I could analyze a press release. I could analyze a business plan that comes to me. Like then all of a sudden um, the wheels start turning in people's head. And I just saw a lot more feedback and questions and engagement from that because there was like a a chasm of, that was crossed with understanding of the product and what we're actually trying to do at Speak AI through this. So very uh, excited about that. And I'll just add a, the top classic Tyler, one more thing. What we're very excited about from a marketing standpoint is that we actually get this into a Google Chrome store extension directory. 
So um, it adds a whole new layer of discoverability um, to speak. If people are trying to analyze text, if people like, we're going to have a whole new eyes on this, all new users who have come through this channel. And that's, that's, I, that part is what I'm actually almost most excited for. We're going to get to say hi to some new people and see how we can help them out. Right. But even meanwhile, if anyone wants to, who's listening to this podcast, it's like, if you want to try or join on the beta release, uh, either you can send us an email through the speak website, which is like, I will just account that it's success at that speakhead.co or send uh, a message to any, any one of us on LinkedIn or any other social media and we'll add you into the, into the beta release. Beautiful. Uh, any other thoughts, Nihal? Anything from your side as a marketer that you're like that you think of, Tim, Lauren? Any thoughts on the Chrome extension or just the ability to analyze pages? Uh, so, for instance, uh, you know, going back to our whole idea about seeing how our value proposition plays out, uh, you know, when compared to some of our um, peers. Um, I tested that earlier in a couple, and it, it was pretty interesting to see how that can definitely play a role in our strategy to kind of pick up, I mean, obviously picking out keywords is one element, but also just looking at how, um, you know, some how some brands tend to go with a more aggressive or, uh, you know, like there's a lot more negativity in how they frame, you know, the competitors versus them, while there's others that are more neutral. And then there's others that are, you know, paint both in a positive light uh, while trying to bring forward unique insights for each, right? And I, th I thought that, that was pretty cool. It was very quick. I mean, because Vatsal actually just gave me access to it earlier today. And, you know, obviously work in progress. So there's some things to fix, but it, it was cool to see that even when something didn't work, there was immediate feedback about, hey, like, you know, sorry, this doesn't quite work right now. But you know we're aware of it, and we'll get a fix going as soon as possible, right? And I think from a user perspective, that that's really important because people love feedback. People love to know that they're being heard, uh, and and I think it's cool that even just with this initial iteration, uh, you know, we're already thinking of that. So that's pretty cool. Amazing. Okay. Um, and there's going to be lots, you know, I won't get too far ahead, but lots of iterations on this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to learn just like people are going to learn as they pull text in and analyze mm -hmm. it, they're going to start to start see opportunities for building in, you know, things into their default categories or actually add their own custom categories for like, for example, if we're, you know, looking at different marketing software or different brands, like that can be really pr programmatically built in to provide more value on that analysis. Like you don't have access to some of these, you know, uh, future focus, past focus, or even emotions or things, but you start to build out your own personalized curation of how you're analyzing information. The system becomes more yours and then more valuable and produces sites insights quicker um, yeah, so that, that part is also very exciting. I think we're going to learn a lot from what people are analyzing and what they aren't. And I'll, I don't know if I shared this, but I'll add this one part, which is one of the things that we found was in press releases that companies, when they were excited about investments that, for example, taking on new investors, they would write everything in number format. So it would say, you know, million dollars with all numbers, but when they were embarrassed about 
something or they'd spent too much money, they would actually type it out. So instead of a million dollars in number format, it would say $1 million typed out. And so what that, what the idea for them was to do this was that numbers stick out on a page, especially for financial people. So as they scan a press release, they're looking for these numbers. And uh, this was a way for them to possibly get through an embarrassing or detrimental announcement or press release without getting sort of caught. And now this system with speak processes numbers and, and financial, you know, it processes it all as a number. So you could actually use speak to, to sort of sniff out uh, the, the, the written versions of numbers very quickly. And that's just like a simple, small little use case. But as that, that stuck out to me with the passion that the financial advisor that I was talking about, as he views press releases all day, you know, thought how amazing that would be. And just one, get that. one more part to add to that is if, if you could automatically pull in press releases all day, you could start to notify yourself for like embarrassed, like for just as to continue with this example, uh, events that um, that company multiple companies across multiple press releases had put in typed in numbers um, as sort of like an analysis tool for yourself. So there's one single analysis that we're enabling through the Google Chrome extension, but there's a bigger analysis system that we're building through SpeakAI, which is multi multiple channel, multiple medium, multiple sources, and then synthesizing all that information and producing what you truly care about. So. Perfect. Okay. I just wanted to add on the, for example, even if you are not using, if you're not a fan of the Chrome engine at this moment, uh, we are also, we are also going to release about the Mozilla extension with the same version one capabilities. So you can do either on the Mozilla. And the last part is uh, the same fundamental about what you Tyler talk about is the multi the multi-source of the input informations. And it's like we talk about the Zapier before, but we have the same feature available on the Zapier too. So it's like, it would be great if you can share a screen at the uh, uh, a link at the end about the Zapier import text from any media. So even if you are setting on any source of media, there's like thousands of apps available uh, on the Zapier and you can just build your own Zap to import any text to on the speak notes for the same analysis. Love Zapier, Zapier. Uh, great system, and that's that's it. The, the audio, video, and text, which is something that we really care about specifically at Speak, because it's such a core part of of communication. So we're at one p.m. Um, any last thoughts before we wrap up? I guess our Easter our Easter weekend version of Office Hours here. Nihal, it's been great to have you. Tim, Lauren, any thoughts before we close this out? Pretty excited to see uh, what else comes from uh, Chrome extension eventually. Just uh, if we move past like text or into like video and images and whatever else there could be. I don't know, maybe like AR stuff. Like, uh, <laughs> coming soon. Yeah, yeah, coming very, very soon. <laughs> Something we're really looking forward toward. We really want to create the future that that well doesn't exist now, and what we've done with this Chrome extension is just a small step that means a lot to us. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. And I'll just, that's, I'll just confirm with you, we've built an extension for Chrome, but this also transfers to Firefox and well, yeah, Firefox Mozilla uh, is like, so Firefox is from Mozilla. So it's yeah. a Firefox browser. 
multiple multiple browsers will be able to use it. We're not just restricting it to Chrome, which is which is awesome. So that but the cool. goal is to get the MVP sort of a first version to get into the hands of the user. Yep. And once we have the more feedbacks, it is more about just duplicating the same uh, engineering side, same fundamentals. So yeah, really excited about that. Michal, any last thoughts before we close this out? Thank you again for joining us. This is a bold and ambitious of you for the first week, um, but we look forward to having you in many more of these. And uh, and I think you'll get into the flow and 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 have a lot of a lot of fun in these conversations. I know we all look forward to this every week. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, and I guess happy Easter to everyone. Enjoy yeah. the long weekend. Okay. Okay. Officer, okay. are we gonna try? Can we do the? Uh, can we get to eleven here just to close just this one? Person, okay. Please. Okay, one person. Okay, Tim's got three, two, two. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, beautiful. Yes. Office hours 11. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Thank you for all the support. Have a, have a great weekend. Bye. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.